Welcome to the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King. And today I have a treat for y'all. I have a special guest that's going to be joining us on the show. Former Atlanta Steam player, former strong safety and tight end, the lovely Adrian Michelle. How you doing? Awesome, awesome, doing good. Before we get this thing going, I just want to uh, take time to thank you from me and the Vibe team for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and hang out with us a little bit on the show. So I really, really appreciate that. Thank you, Queen. No worries. We're talking football, so you got me excited. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now, I wanted to ask you, too, um, was was the Atlanta Steam um the first was that the only team that you played on? No, so I started out with the Tampa Bree, um, and I played three seasons with them, and then I went and played. So they disbanded, and we moved to Jacksonville. So then we were the Jacksonville Breeze for a little bit, and um, and then after that, uh, I was recruited by Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, because I, I seen you in uh different uniforms and I was like, Okay, well wait a minute, let me see here now. Um so that makes sense. Now, let's yeah, go out I, I also played in uh, they recruited me out in Australia for a season as well. So I played out there too. So I did wear a few different uniforms. Wow. Now you know what what's what's amazing to me, um, about the whole thing, and before we really get into it, um, I would like to go back to before you were um you were playing football um had you always had a love for um playing football or just had a love for playing sports period it was always geared towards football so since i was seven years old i was a cheerleader but i was always that tomboy cheerleader like of course if i'm gonna do something i'm gonna go full tilt i don't ever hold back so i was an amazing cheerleader but if you ask anybody from back in the day, they're like, Adrian was always on the football field at practice trying to play with us. <laughs> I was just always a tomboy. And my first necklace that my dad ever bought me was a football necklace. It was a, um, a football helmet with a Buccaneer symbol on it. And I had that all the way up until 18. And, of course, as a kid, I lost it. But, you know, that just shows you that I was always into football. I was always, a, you know, football mentality was always what I would have. You know? Right. You know that's that's um that's interesting um because like if if you were looking from the outside just looking at the outer structure you would you would never guess that um you were the tomboy type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, after high school, I kind of found my footing, and I was was no longer that ugly duckling they would say. Um, and I kind of found I discovered makeup and how to do my hair and things like that. So. It didn't always look this great as a package. <laughs> we, we found our way through, and they always say the, the tomboys in high school or growing up are always the ones that are like the quote-unquote baddest <laughs> right. afterwards, and I, I, I really do feel that way. Right, right. And you know what? That is true. It goes along with the um, with the little, remember the little cartoon story about the ugly duckling and all of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it kind of uh, kind of ties in, and that is absolutely true. So now... um. 
This okay. So, what other sports did you play? Um, I ran track in high school um, for a few years, but actually, my last my senior year of high school, I quit the track team because they started a flag football team, like an actual team, and it became like it's now you know something that they do here in Florida. I'm not sure if it's anywhere else, but you know how they have all of the sports now. Flag football is another sport that they have. So I was. Um, the quarterback of my flag football team in high school my senior year. So I quit track. I probably could have gotten a scholarship for for college to run track, but my heart was always with football, so I chose to do that instead. So I was a cheerleader since I was 7 to 18, um, ran some track, and, you know, football has always had my heart. So. Okay, so, um, and you're originally from where? You. And, and is that where you reside, Ned, uh, right now? No, I actually live in Tampa, so. Ah, cool, cool, okay. Now, um, okay, so we're, we're moving up now. Okay, so before, okay, let's just say, let's say, let's go after high school, okay? And and then um, you you done what? Um, after high school, you said? Yeah. I went to college. I love I love going to school. I love learning, but I have a love hate relationship with college. So I went to college, <laughs> dropped out of college. I went to college, dropped out of college. I'm currently in college again. Um, so it wasn't. It was shortly after high school that I found football again with the LFL. So I was 21 when I started trying out for the LFL. So yeah, I, it was just a little bit of trying to uh, you know go to school that didn't work out for me. I lived, I moved to Houston to go be closer to my family. Um, and then that didn't quite work out for me either because I was just partying all the time. So then I came back to Tampa to kind of get my life back together. And that's when I found football and found a career and, and settled, settled down actually was in a very long-term relationship. So right. that, I feel like football like centered me because I was super angry all the time. And that was a way to get my aggression out. Um, so, um, when, how did you, how did you actually, uh, uh, find out about it? So when I was in Houston, so me and my best guy friend were watching, um, football, well, watching stuff on the internet, you know, world star hip hop was just like coming around at that time. And someone had posted something about it and he was like, man, I've never seen anything that you're more perfect for. And I just like started laughing. So we watched a few clips and we were like, dang, that's pretty dope. And it was the first year that the LFL had been around. So then when I moved back to Tampa, um, I went to the, uh, the gym that I started training at. It just so happened the head coach of the Tampa Breeze was a trainer at that gym. Come so I on. Like, like Manifest Destiny. Um, and my ex-boyfriend at the time introduced me to him and gave me a tryout. And he was like, you suck. But really? a lot of passion. Oh, God. I was awful when I first started playing. But he was like, you have a lot of passion. And we can, you know, I can teach football, but I can't teach passion. So I'm going to work with you and the rest of history. Yeah, absolutely. So um, now let, let's talk about like the uh, the, the tryouts, like um, for, for the listeners, uh, your fans and um, new listeners. 
How how intense is the tryout process? Um, it's pretty intense, especially if you've never played football before. I kind of didn't know what to expect going in there, but there's a ton of drills. It's like if you don't know much about football, and even if you know like how to watch football, there's so many nuances about you know drills and things like that that you have no clue about. So you're kind of like a deer in the headlights. So first you have to go out there and be physically fit. That's like first and foremost. It's like a given. But then you get out there and they're throwing all these drills that you've probably never done before a day in your life. So now you're a little bit confused about that. Now you got to run plays. And you're like, what? Like, I've never ran a play in my life. So it's very, very overwhelming, very intense. I know my first tryout session is like, you have to try out every year. So my first tryout. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. It obviously gets easier as you go on, but... Um, my first tryout session was very, very intense. These girls, some of the girls that were at tryouts had played with each other prior, so they were kind of one step ahead of the game. So now you're out there already, you know, behind the bar, and um, you're doing all these drills. It's like three hours of intense training, and you're getting scrutinized the whole time, and you're nervous. But it's, I mean, if, if it's what you love doing, it's, it's amazing. You know, I, I look back at it, and I'm like, wow, what a great experience, and see so many girls come to tryouts that are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and it's extremely exciting. You can kind of weed out the bad ones. You know, I can't at least. I have, like, a sixth sense about it. Um, but, yeah, tryouts are intense. Um, any girl that wants to try out, I would say get in the gym, learn some football, like football, football details before you go out there, and try some football drills before you go out there because you will get out there and get embarrassed. Like, the coaches have no sympathy for girls. When we do, like, pad drills, if you're running, you know, trying to rush the quarterback or you know, trying to make a move or something, they will have the pad out there, you know, simulating a person, and I've seen girls get knocked on their ass doing it. So Really? It's pretty intense. So let me ask you this. With, um, with you know, girls from all over – I'm pretty sure, and um, you know the same with a bunch of women in the same building. I'm pretty sure it was a lot of, a lot of attitudes, a lot of this and that going on. Like, how, how did you transition with that? Uh, with girls with attitudes? Yeah, um, like I've always been one. Ah, uh, it was kind of like it was perfect for me. I mean, that's why football is so good for me, in my opinion, is because I already have this raw attitude and kind of like walk around with a chip on my shoulder, or I used to, I should say. You know, football has kind of humbled me in that regard. But um, I, if you don't have an attitude, I don't really think that you should be playing football. I feel like you got to have that little that little shit about you. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can't be out there soft. I'm going to be out there cursing you out. I, you can't nut up while I'm out there yelling at you and talking trash to you. You got to have some type of attitude or pizzazz about yourself to come back and go harder. <laughs> right. Right. Now with, um, how, how do they, how do they determine like, um, the salaries? Um, is it based on experience? Um, of I'm course. Cut you off there. We do not get paid. Wait a minute. Wow, so this is really, like, really the love of the game. Oh, yeah. And then, like, how I played for Atlanta but lived in Tampa, I paid for my travel to go practice there every other weekend as well as my travel to the game. 
and there's it, it used to be like an odd thing for people, but now it's very popular throughout the league for girls to travel to play and you know pay out of their own pocket to do so, and that just shows you the level of passion and love that we have for that game. Right. Well, you know, I definitely agree with that. Now, um, I that really kind of just really saddened me a little bit, though. <laughs> you know, because um, the level of intensity, um, it's it's obviously getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, do you do you think that? Because um, I know that they're not, I mean, they're not, they're not just letting people come in for free. I'm pretty sure it's some type of fee or tickets being sold. Oh, yeah, uh, do you think that um, it will ever get to a point where the ladies can benefit um, off of the league? You know, I was um, looking over uh, some of some of your uh, highlight clips, and um, you know, <laughs> as I'm doing research and looking at different things or whatever, because like I said, I'm I'm a huge fan of yours, and um, you you are one hell of a trash talker, and you really got that title in the league. Did you come in that way, or that kind of developed because um, along the way? Uh, no, I've always been a spitfire. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been so rowdy. It's ridiculous. I don't know how I even like can operate in society the way that I used to be. You know, like I said again, football has humbled me. I've met so many amazing people um, throughout the league. One in particular is my best friend Dino, which I'll be. She um, has you know, taught me how to harness that anger and that intensity and put it out on the field and, you know, try and have a positive outlook on life. But prior to meeting her and playing football, I'd be at the club just drinking, being crazy, trying to fight people at bars. <laughs> really, really, really bad. So in a way, football kind of saved my life. I probably would be in jail for aggravated assault or something like that if it wasn't for it. Wow. Now, can we talk about that for a minute? Now, what, what you know, what do you think really like was the driving force of you um having having all of this anger built up? 
I was raised, um, I'm a mixed child, so I was raised in a predominantly black household, but I didn't look like anybody else. And I also never knew my real father, things like that. I think there's a lot of um, factors that contribute contributed to my anger. Um, and then on top of that, my mom is just a naturally aggressive woman as well. I, I come from a long line of aggressive women. Mm. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it has At to all. be focused and directed in the right way. Right. Um, so like for my mom, the way she calmed down is she went to the military. That, you know, she said boot camp and the military it humbled her dramatically, um, and she didn't want me to go to the Army. So, therefore, I had to find my way and find another outlet for myself. Um, so, I think with all this passion that is bottled up inside of my body, um, that's where all of the anger came from. Like, and again, I don't know my real father, so that might have something to do with it as well. But, uh, you know, I was blessed enough to be raised by my stepfather, who I don't consider my stepfather. I consider him my dad. Um, and he raised me since I was four years old, so he's super dope. But at the same time, there's that void um, that you don't know your real father, so that might have a lot to do with it. Right. Um, and, and, and throughout um, throughout school, um, you didn't have any problems, I'm sure, in, in that area as far as bullying or, or anything that... Ah. A lot of kids experiencing now or whatever. I mean, <laughs> that's like an understatement, in right? Of bullying, I, don't, I don't think I never bullying had my fair share of fights. Like at the bus stop, my bus stop was right in front of my house, and my mom used to listen to kids. I guess I did get bullied. They used to talk about my shoes. I used to wear like Payless shoes and things like that, and they would make fun of me. But my my mom also said that I never had an issue defending myself. She saw me out there beating boys up at the bus stop. <laughs> boys used to ride by the house on the weekends and be like, what's up, Mike Tyson? You know, things like yeah. that. I've always been known as the aggressive young lady. You know, and um, it, it is something that could be, you know, a good thing, too. You know, you know how to protect yourself. Um, you know, because one would look at you and look at the outer structure, not knowing the core, and, you know, mistake that and and would you know try you and and then find themselves you know in a tough spot you know what i mean wow so um you you how many years in how many years in the league i think i think i played seven or eight years i can't i can't remember wow and you just came to a point um where you you decided to um hang the pads up was that um before um you brought life in this world or after i feel like my children drove me to retire i i really i mean to this day i think about football all the time um but i found out i was pregnant with the twins while i was playing football really so i played i did unbeknownst to me i played three games um and I had no clue, but, um... How did you find that, out? You know, huh? How did you find out? You just start having symptoms, or, like, because, I mean, you are pretty intense out there, so that was really, like, risque. Yeah, no, I, it definitely was risque, for sure, no questions about it, but, my, like, my doctor told me everything is fine, you'll be good, um, you, you, like, because I, I was worried about that, like, wow, I took, I took a lot of hits, I was not aware, and the doctor's like, you don't, you're not bleeding, you didn't have any issues, you're fine. 
and obviously my kids are now healthy and beautiful. Young of course they are. from um, Trisha from Nashville and um, she wanted to know um, how many fights <laughs> have you been in uh, in the league and um, I've, you already pretty much answered the second half of that how intense is it really um, playing oh, well playing is extremely intense I mean you think of how the, the men that in a woman's world where we have these egos and these attitude problems and we hold things against one another. Like, I think of it like that all the time. I'm like, I really dislike some of these women while I'm playing against them. But then, you know, outside of it, some of us can be cool. I can drop it with some of them, but there's other people that I just truly cannot stand. Um, and if I saw them in the streets, I'd probably try and take them. But to answer the first part of that question, I literally cannot count on my hands how many fights I've had on the field. And it depends on what you consider a fight, what you consider, a, you know, a disagreement. But, like, I've thrown hands with a lot of people out there. Wow. And I'm not proud of it. But right. That's, just what I, that's, that's how I am. And, uh, you know, I've gotten, uh, not injected, but, you know, I've gotten warnings and all that stuff. But that's just my personality. So you wanna, you can't completely change me as a person while I'm playing football. I'm here to have fun. And if fighting is what makes me have fun, then so be it. Right. Um, we got a, a Samantha from Dallas, Texas, and she wanted to know, um, while, while playing in the league, um, as, as a woman and having, um, men and being, being dressed, um, you know, in the gear and everything, um, have you guys ever had any problems with um, any men getting out of line um, with any of any of you ladies? Depends on what you consider to be out of line. Um, me, fortunately, I've never had anybody like quote unquote stalk me um, at my home or anything like that. I'm sure that's happened to some people. I know a girl, one of my teammates, was like a fan sent me a present from their country to my home. I have no idea how they got my address. I have no idea 
how they knew I liked this type of brand or whatever the case may be, but she's like, you need to be careful, you know, from what you post and things like that. So I know that there's issues like that. I haven't um, personally experienced anyone, like, completely stalking me, but then you got the Internet, which is a free-for-all, and you get the weirdest DMs, the weirdest requests, the oddest people coming at you. That's why it is hard for us to sift through who's legit and who's not on social media, you know, to, like, for instance, for an interview like this. Some girls won't do an interview like this because they think that that person is just trying to communicate with them on a different level, you know what I mean? Right. And create some type of relationship that's not there. there. So it's hard for us women to trust people um, due to what we play in and the... Exposure, yeah. Wow. Um... I I wanted to ask to um, do with 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 you guys traveling um, so much and with you know you guys having to financially um, pretty much you know foot the bill for for everything. Does that include um, hotel expenses and and or that's just you guys have to take care of everything and what does the league actually provide other than uniforms for you guys um when it comes to actually traveling for the games like if you're based out of atlanta you don't have to pay to travel so there's girls that you know it's really not as bad as you would think it is um we just travel from tampa to play in atlanta so we have to pay for like our weekends that we go out there for practice we provide our own flights we provide our own hotels we provide our own rental cars um but when in regards to someone if you're based out of the city and you're the game that's out of town your all expenses are covered ah okay so it is it is some um some perks to it um oh yeah i mean there's i i have nothing negative to say about the league i never left the country until i started playing in the lfl and then Lo and behold, I played in Australia and lived there for three months. I lived in people's dream place to visit. Like, it is crazy. The whole time I was there, it was surreal. And I would have never been awarded that opportunity if it wasn't for the LFL. Right. I absolutely agree about that. With um, with you, I, I, I guess it, it man, it, it's just, I, I just see this thing really like, and, and and you're right. You know you're gonna be able to 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 reap the benefits of being a pioneer and somebody that opened up the doors because I cannot see this not going on a bigger stage. I, I just right. I can't. You you know what I mean? Like it's it's inevitable. Like it's 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 gonna go. It's gonna go. Do you think that um with with your time of playing in the league, um, what what was some of the crazy experiences that, because um, a lot of people don't know about it, but a lot of people do know about it. And um, right. you guys have crazy fans. What Can you give us um, one of the craziest experiences you may have experienced when you were in the league playing and being a known figure? Um, it's, I, I can't remember off the top of my head,
Right. So it, for some people, that's like enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people are like, oh my God, this is all I ever wanted in life. But it's, it's just pretty dope to see the impact that you have on people. Um, so I can honestly say I haven't had any bad experiences. Just, you know, the weirdos that message me and stuff. But I think that those are just like fake pages. We do have like fans from other teams that attack us personally on social media, but never like in person. But right. I mean, like I say, you know, I, 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 I talk about it all the time. And, you know, when I was able to um, land land the opportunity to um, to be able to to try to get you on the show, you know, I've been talking about it like crazy and really like um, enlighten a lot of people on the sport and on you particularly and your aggression and everything that you brought to the game like you were really like um a main spirit within this within this game and i thought that it was amazing you know going back um looking at different clips and stuff like that or whatever and you kind of answered the question that i was going to ask you you know i know that you um you probably have um, all of your clips and uh, different things like that or whatever. When looking back at that, I know it, it, it makes you feel, definitely makes you feel a certain type of way. And I even saw um, a couple a couple girls within, um, you know, things that you may post or whatever, a couple of other girls from other teams or from the team or whatever. They always ask you, you know, uh, I know you're coming back. When you're coming back, uh, you know, we need you back or something like that or whatever. But your answer always be the same. Never or I'm not coming back or something like that, you know. So that's pretty much in stone. play this season. Every expense that you incur, everything that you would lose, I will make up for that because, you know, unfortunately me and the father of my children aren't together anymore and we do have a custody agreement where he has them on one, you know, two weekends out of the month and the same with me. So that would cover the the time portion of it. Yeah. Obviously I'm not here anyway, so I can, you know, do as I please. But if someone said, hey, Adrian, I'll pay for you for your hotels, your rental cars, your flights, everything for this season. Um, Right. So let me and ask you this. Way, and I just don't see that happening. One, because I don't ask for things like that. And people just don't come out of the blue with things like that. You know? Right. So, um, so let me ask you this. Huh? Let me ask you this, not to cut you off. So let's just say next year this thing, uh, this thing goes out of this world. And agents are in place, and and it's it's treated like the league, the NFL league, on um, a, a, a smaller stage. But you know, um, salaries are in position now. Agents are in position now. Um, TV production, um, you know, all, all of these things are in production now. Would you be willing to go back then? One, I don't see that happening in the near future at any point. I think that's like at the least like three, four years down the line. Um, and at that point, I'm going to be washed. <laughs> and nobody's going to want me. My knees halfway don't work now. So, um, and like all, another factor is I would only, I'm, I'm really picky. I'm an extremely loyal person. So like my loyalty lies with the Atlanta scene. Um, and if 
I would want to play with the Lauren Ziggler's of the league, the Dakota Hughes, the Dina Wajowski. I don't the Amber um, Clark's. I don't think that they would be still playing at that point. So right. it would be another obstacle to have to come overcome. You know what I mean? Like Dean Robinson, I'm not sure how many more years he has under his belt as a coach, um, but like he's like the only coach I would want to play for. I'm super picky. I'm extremely loyal. Like they wanted to recruit us for so many different teams, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, right. Would you? Uh, what, what about exploring um, coaching options? Oh, definitely. Um, I told Mitchell, um, the owner of the league. I told him, you know, you get a, a team here, local in the Tampa area, or you know, somewhere near Tampa that's pretty close. Um, I definitely try and join that coaching staff. If not, be the head coach of that squad. He's, he's down for that. Um, that's just all about ownership of the league he has to make the brand happen you know he has to make the team happen and then i just i'm just another piece of the puzzle right um and and you 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 spoke um earlier on people being able to to get sponsorships and things of that nature um even though you guys don't have a salary in place um when you say that um what, what do you mean like as far as like um with any companies or specific sporting companies or um in regards to sponsorships like there's it's not it doesn't have to necessarily just be sports related but i mean think about your brand you want to promote cereal if you're playing playing sports you know what i mean like right if it's a sports related situation then yes you just want to make sure that the things that you do put under your belt align with what your brand is and that's obviously another conversation for another day branding and marketing and things like that right um but obviously it would have to make sense you don't want to just be promoting things that don't make sense like why would i be out here promoting like pots and pans if i'm a football player (laughs) right right and i've had you know i've had the most random companies come at me and i'm like why would you even want me to be the brand, a brand ambassador for you guys? Like, it, it just doesn't make sense. Right. That, that that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. But, like, supplement companies and, uh, like, cutters and um, shock doctor and things like that. So there's girls within the league that are already aligned with the, with those brands, and, and the, it's a good look for them. Right. Right. Um. For the... The future, the the future of you. Um, what what are what are you currently doing right now? Um, I'm currently in school. Okay. Um, pursuing my sonography career along with like coding and things like that. I have a hand in my hands in a lot of things, um, as well as I run an e-commerce store online. And what's that called? So we we need to put that information out there. You say you have an e-commerce store? Yes. And can we put that information out there? How, how can we connect with that? Um, it's actually through Amazon, so it's hard to explain. It's not something that is like, oh, I have to promote my store, because if that were the case, then that would be all over my Instagram. Right. Um, it's one of those things that it's through Amazon, so traffic is drawn to it regardless, and I don't just sell one specific product. I sell multiple products, um, so... It's just a, a, a matter of just me running the store and building my store on my own. Just, and, gotcha. and Amazon does the marketing on its own. So. Now, that's great. That's great right there. 
And um, for anybody or any lady that was um, even thinking about even exploring the option of even um, wanting to get themselves in the league, um, how would they go about doing that? Could you explain that? Um, if, if a woman wanted to try out, all she would have to do is be in the city of tryouts. Um, I would, if, if, you, if someone's really serious about trying out, I'd always make sure that they, like, they follow us as players. But, like, I'm a former player, so I'm obviously not posting tryouts. I have in the past, but I don't do it on a regular basis. I would say, I would, I always direct women to the head coach of whatever team that they're in the city of. So there's some women that, you know, I live in Miami, but I want to play for Seattle. Okay, well, then you need to go talk to Coach Michelson. Oh, I live in New York, but I want to play for Atlanta. All right, well, here goes Dane Robinson's Instagram, and he can give you all the information that you need. So it's as easy as that, um, finding out what dates are tryouts and then, you know, making sure you're in the city at that, that weekend, obviously. But the preparation up to tryouts is what's most important. You want to make sure that, you're not just training. Like, there's girls that come out, and they're like, you can obviously tell that you only do, like, cardio type of training. No, this football stuff is intense. It, it requires a lot of power and a lot of – there's a certain drills that you need to do. You can't just go out there willy-nilly thinking that you're going to be in pristine shape because, first of all, if you're already if you're going to try out now, there's a team that has already been built – so there's already girls that have been training as football players for who knows how many years. So you go out there not prepared, not your body isn't prepared, you're going to get hurt. You know what I mean? You're right. going to make yourself look like a fool. You're going to get burnt. You need to make sure that you train your body the right way uh, for the position that you want to play or, you know, just as a football player in general um, to give yourself the best opportunity to make the team. Got you. Um, and I mean, a lot of girls in the league already, we post our workouts, we post the split pushes, we post the squats, we post the lunges, we post the, we're out running routes and running sprints and things like that. So it, it doesn't take rock and science to find out exactly what you need to do to, you know, prepare yourself. Right. And um, another question um, I have from uh, Roger. Uh, Roger, he's from uh, California. He wanted to know, like, um, when you first actually went um actually made a team um did you totally feel um totally comfortable with the uniforms and um could you tell tell us about maybe anyone else that may have had um you know any any fear of uh playing in the uniform and then got comfortable with it as you know time went on or whatever I'm extremely comfortable in my body, like very comfortable. Um, so it doesn't bother me to this day, and it never has. Um, but I do know a lot of women that have issues with what we wear. Um, I, there's some women that has hindered them from actually playing. Um, Nina Wojcicki is one of my best friends. When I first met her, she came to practice with big, heavy sweats on and long sleeve shirts, like covered herself from head to toe. But yet, then game days came out with the uniform on, and I think maybe she had, maybe she was a little uncomfortable with it at first. But now, if you see her at practice, she has on the the compression shorts or the compression tights and and a sports bra, and it's like to see her go from 
Wow. It's funny to watch because they're like ballers. It's like you know they're about to ball out, but then they're just like a little bit insecure about their body or what they're wearing. And it's just like, girl, it's so funny to see you like, <laughs> like that little vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and speaking on that, um, I, you know, I obviously know that they had, you know, or they have, um, maybe, you know, a, a mixture of, um, you know, straight women and lesbian women that play in, um, in this league. Um, any, any, uh, situation that may have occurred with you or with, um, anyone else or whatever to, you know, where you had to actually be like, Hey, yo, um, you know, I'm good. I'm straight, you know? Because, oh, I mean, you are attractive. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, no, there's never anyone that's disrespectful. We're all women. We can all speak up for ourselves. So, I, me personally, I've never had to deal with it. Of course, there's girls that have been attracted to me, and I've been like, Mom, they, they actually, I don't even have to say anything. After hanging out with me for about an hour on some casual stuff, <laughs> you know which way I swing, and you know that I'm definitely not, you're not barking. what I, I want to uh before we get out of here um i always ask my guests to if you um could drop some jewels on um again anybody that that's trying to follow your footsteps um anybody that was uh exploring the option or just any encouragement towards um any women period they may, that may be at a low spot you so much um for again just hanging out with us for a little while man you have really like gave a lot of insight on the inside gave us the inside scoop 
on everything and um i just want to thank you again for me and the vibe team and you're definitely going to have to uh come back on the show again so we could talk about branding and sponsorships and all of that Thank you so much. And you have a super blessed one. More success to you. Same to you. Thank you so much. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King, and my special guest, the lovely Adrian Michelle. Thank you so much.